0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in
1: paradise. Aloha. Welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, one of the big financial changes in 2021 is going to be some changes in Social Security, specifically the full retirement age, which is the age which you qualify your full monthly Social Security benefit. Now, we'll explain what both of those terms mean, the full retirement age or FRA and full benefit, what they're going to mean on today's show. Now, while you may begin collecting Social Security as early as 62, You'll receive only a prorated amount of your full benefit, which for many people is incentive to work to their full retirement age or even longer. In addition to a bump up in the full retirement age, other Social Security changes for 2021 include a larger reduction if you file early and a smaller benefit for delaying your filing. So needless to say, we're covering a lot today. But before we get into the weeds with the Social Security changes and the details, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore who I hope isn't planning to retire and leave our show anytime soon.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? Uh, Even if I did retire uh, from uh, the day job, I'd do the show. I would keep doing the show with you every week. As long as my voice holds out, I'm doing this show every week with you, Greg. Oh, right. I like that commitment. Yeah, I'm I'm committed. Uh, I'm not retiring anytime soon anyway. But uh, yeah, I've been great. In fact, just, uh, you know, enjoying everything, uh, getting some work done. How about you? What's been going on over there? Uh, been been pretty
1: busy. Like I said, last week, you know, we got back from spring, spring break and uh, we're doing another webinar um, this week to our folks in Hawaii. Excited about that. And I was just thinking, too, but before um, we went on the air, um, I used to do a lot of Social Security seminars around the island. Um, it was years ago before the major changes, 2015, Bipartisan Budget Act made the biggest changes in Social Security in 15 years. So it's not as complicated as it used to be. It is still somewhat complicated. But I remember we used to do the shows um, where there were live seminars, and we used to do them at the Japanese Cultural Center, the Filipino Cultural Center, golf courses. Um, so I was all over the island doing these things on Social Security for, for years. Um, so I just realized we hadn't done a Social Security podcast in quite a while, so I was kind of excited to talk about it again today.
0: Well, yeah, it's a really important topic, and it can be a lot more complicated than people think. They think, oh, you know, as I'm preparing for retirement, that's just one box I need to check, check, move on. Uh, but no, it there's a lot more to it than that. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm always excited when we get into a deep conversation about Social Security because, For the vast majority of people out there, Greg, it's going to be one of the most critical elements of their retirement strategy. So how do you want to get us started on this one? Well, as always, I have a
1: handy article to reference as the framework for our show. This one's from U.S. News and World Report, and it's titled The Social Security Retirement Age Increases of 2021. And I think it does a pretty good job of spelling out the most important changes coming to Social Security this year. Now, with regard to the full retirement age, the article notes that it has slowly been adjusting upward and is currently between the ages of 66 and 67, and it depends on the year of your birth. Used to be 65 when Social Security first started, and for a lot of the baby boomers, it's 66, and now it's getting ramped up. Uh, For instance, full retirement age for those born in 1959 is 66 and 10 months. And that's a noteworthy year because this year is the year if you, you, that they're turning 62. If you were born in 59, you're going to have your 62nd birthday sometime this year. Uh, so you people that fall in that category have a decision to make. Begin collecting Social Security and receive a smaller monthly benefit or wait until you get closer or past your full retirement age to collect a larger amount.
0: Right. And there you go. And so uh, it's important to understand uh, how that works. And I know many financial experts like yourself out there have been very vocal about the downside to filing for Social Security as, you know at, at the earliest possible time as soon as you turn 62. Uh, and based on what you just told us, it doesn't sound like uh, that's going to change either.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, unless you plan on only living to age 70, uh, 62 is the Worst age to file as far as lifetime benefits are concerned. Yeah. And let's spend a little more time on the importance of your retirement age or the age that you elect to begin your Social Security benefit, because you don't have to take it when you retire. You can still wait. You're still going to earn those delayed retirement credits, even if you're not paying into Social Security anymore. Now, let's say you're one of those people who are going to be 62 this year. So you're born in 1959. Now, if you choose to file right away, you're gonna receive about 71% of the amount that you would have received at your FRA, uh, your full retirement age, 66 and 10 months. So remember, every month you postpone earns you a larger check. It doesn't happen on your birthday, it happens every single month. So, as an example, if you're eligible for a $1,000 monthly benefit at your full retirement age, filing at 62 slashes your check to $708. Now, our listeners should also note that Social Security's annual COLA, cost of living adjustment, commonly referred to, uh, is applied to the amount of your smaller payment if you file early, which basically means that you're going to get a smaller inflation adjustment as well by filing at 62.
0: There you go. And there you go. I I think that's uh, really important to note. COLA, when you say that, I'm thinking Coke Zero, but uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but no, uh, cost of living adjustment. And that's a lot of great information there, seriously. But could you walk us through some of the steps we can take to ensure that we're maximizing our social security benefits then?
1: Yes. Uh, at, at its most basic level, it's pretty simple. The longer you wait, the bigger your check's going to be, but ultimately the fewer checks you're going to receive. And if it's not just your full retirement age. So, there's a scenario, the magic number is 70, right? So that's the longest you can wait af- af- to, to receive your social security. So after your full retirement age, you earn what's called a DRC, a delayed retirement credit, and your checks get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it, it keeps growing beyond your FRA. Uh, let's say, for example, you f- your full retirement age is 66, but you waited to file until you turned 70. So for every 12 months beyond, you'll get an 8% credit. That's that DRC and that actually would equate to a to a 32% increase. So your benefit would be 132% at age 70 than it would have been at 66.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so that makes a huge, that's a huge difference right there. Clearly, if you expect social security to be a major element of your financial strategy in retirement, that extra 32% each month isn't anything to sneeze at. I mean, you're talking about a big enough chunk of change to help pay your monthly bills or enjoy some of the perks of no longer working, like traveling, or put it into a hobby, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yes. And and, and I get it. Social security can be a little intimidating, and especially when you consider how essential it is for a lot of people. There's lots of rules, nuances. And as we've been discussing so far, getting the timing right is really the critical point. And ultimately, if you have any concerns about building your own social security strategy or you think you could benefit from a second opinion, I really urge our listeners to get together with a financial services professional that understands uh, the social security aspect. I've really I've seen a lot of, of injustice, you know, in the in the industry where uh, potential clients or prospects or people that I meet in seminars would have have visited a financial service professional or their own and asked them about Social Security, and they kind of dismiss it and say, oh, just file at your full retirement age, it's fine. And they don't realize how much money uh, potentially you can be leaving on the table. So I urge you uh, strongly to uh, get a second opinion on your Social Security.
0: Right. And for some people, filing early may be the right option, depending on their own personal situation. Uh, but in a lot of cases, it's not. And so you need to know when the optimal time is to file. And there's uh, you have some proprietary software that you use, I know, Greg, uh, to help people. That Social Security Maximization Report uh, that'll take into account some things and then calculate some of these best filing strategies to get more money out of Social Security. So I think that's huge. And before we go on, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to have you run that complimentary report.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely happy to provide that Social Security uh, max report for any listeners out there. Software does 20,000 calculations. And it's uh, I just want to kind of reiterate, too, like we know if we wait, we get a bigger check, we get fewer checks. And how long we live, basically, how many checks we're going to receive is that break even point. But you got to throw that thinking out if you're if you're married. Because it's not how long you're going to be receiving your check, it's how long the last survivor is going to be receiving that check. So it gets a little complicated for married couples as well as spousal benefits, which we'll get into in the next segment. But if anybody's interested in learning a little bit more and about checking out that report, again, I'm happy to provide it complimentary. Uh, Give us a call at 808 791 2924.
0: All right, that sounds great. And this has been a great show so far. Uh, I think it's been really timely as well. Uh, A lot of people getting ready for retirement don't file for Social Security without talking to a financial advisor and without getting that Social Security maximization report run. Uh, How would you like to get this next segment started? Well, we'll follow um, the article
1: again, the U.S. News and World Report and they kind of segue right into Medicare here at this point, which is right up there with the importance of Social Security um, for many of our listeners. So while Social Security's full retirement age has continued to nudge upward, the Medicare age has remained steady at 65. But remember, if you delay your Social Security, you still need to file for Medicare when you make 65.
0: Ah, that's important, isn't it?
1: Yes, and remember, even if you delay filing for Social Security, you still need to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65 or keep your current employer provided or private health insurance to avoid potentially significant late enrollment penalties um, if you miss the Medicare
0: date. And every time I hear phrases like that, Greg, late fees, late enrollment penalties, I, I break out into a cold sweat. Yeah, a
1: lot of people don't realize that there is uh, penalties involved if you forget to file for Medicare. Part A. Part A is the required part, and uh, I'm right with you on that one, Tony. Avoiding late fees and other penalties is one of the best reasons to to build yourself a comprehensive financial strategy. And one more note about Medicare. While a lot of retired folks have their premiums taken out of their Social Security directly if you take Part B, if you sign up for Part B before you file, you're going to have to pay that extra premium out of your own pocket until you start the Social Security and then make sure you have that
0: deducted. Ah, okay. Uh, So in during the first segment, you were talking about the importance of getting your timing just right as far as filing for Social Security. Now, certainly that age is going to be different depending on a person's health, uh, their job satisfaction, how long they want to keep working, their retirement goals, what other assets they have available. So get into that a little more for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you you brought that up too. Um, and another U.S. News and World Report article, this is a different one titled, 10 Ways to Increase Your Social Security Payments, has some really good information if our readers want to access that one. Um, one piece of advice the article offers is to work at least 35 years because social security is based on 35 years of earnings history. So if you have less than 35 years, say you work 30 years, those five last remaining years count as zeros. And so it's all averaged in. If you work more than 35 years, the highest ones are counted. So that's an important factor to know that for everybody, it's 35 years, even if you didn't work those. So if you're at 32, 33 years, you might wanna work an extra few just to get that full 35 so your benefit doesn't get uh, reduced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, Good to know. I'll be aiming for at least 35 working years. I think I've got that under my belt (laughs) already. What do you have next for us? Uh, Well, another factor our listeners may
1: want to consider is the spousal benefits. Now, a spouse is entitled to claim their benefits based on their own work history if they qualify. So 40 credits, that's on your own worker record. Or you can take as high as 50% of your spouse's benefit. So whichever is going to be greater. And it's worth worth looking into both to make sure you're getting the maximum benefit. And that actually applies to divorced couples too. If you were married 10 years or longer and meet some other criteria, you have to have been divorced at least two, you can't be remarried, you can claim a social security benefit based on your your ex's work record. And we used to be able to do both, used to be able to claim a spousal and then switch to yours later. They took that away, but it's actually, uh, there's still a loophole in there. You can file for your own benefit if your benefit is smaller, if your spouse doesn't file for theirs yet, and then once they file for theirs, then you can take the spousal benefit, and the reason they allow that double dipping is because when you claimed your own benefit, you weren't eligible for a spousal because your spouse has to file for their benefits before you become eligible, so there's still some complex things in there.
0: Well, yeah, that's great advice, Greg, because I think we often assume that Social Security is kind of a solo adventure, but depending on your marital status, that's obviously not always the case, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, all those different factors are going are gonna to play into it. And, and here's another one. If you have uh, dependent children younger than 19, you may be able to get an additional Social Security benefit for them uh, that's up to 50%, just like the spousal benefit. Now, this one does come with certain limitations. There's family limitations, which means that if you have a spouse who's taking a spousal benefit, you have two children, you're going to be capped at some point. Um, But again, if you have children 19 or or, um, 18 or younger, you need to talk to a financial services professional because you get a nice uh, bonus uh, as long as until they make 19.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, that I didn't know. That's really interesting. And, uh, you know, that's another one I bet a lot of our listeners weren't aware of either.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's there's quite a few. And, um, you know, here's another one a lot of folks might not be aware of. Keep an eye on how much money you're earning after you've retired. So if you file early before your full retirement age, you're only allowed to earn $17,640 before they start taking the money back from your social security. For every $2 over that threshold, a dollar of benefits is taken away. Now, if you retired at your full retirement age in 2019, that cap comes up to 46,920, and then it's every three dollars over that a dollar's taken away. Um, but a final note there: once you are your full retirement age, there is no earnings cap. You can make as much money as you want, and they don't touch your benefits.
0: Okay. How about one more way that you might be able to boost that monthly Social Security check? Well, maximizing your survivor's benefit is really the key. And I
1: mentioned earlier, you know, that's not how long you're going to be receiving your checkups along the last surviving spouses. So if there's an age gap and, you know, let's be honest, um, men tend to check into places a little sooner than women. the best way I could put it. <laughs> but if there's also sure. an age gap, if your spouse is younger than you, um, if it's likely that they're going to be receiving your benefit longer then it's even more important for you to maximize that and file at age 70.
0: Sure. Uh, I I think that's great. Now, uh, we're talking about some of the changes that have come to Social Security, uh, especially as of late. It changes, it seems like, uh, regularly. And it's one of retirement's linchpins. It's the foundation uh, for most retirement plans for millions of Americans. So this is a really important topic. What do you have for us next? Well, for the final segment of the show today, I thought it'd
1: be a good idea to stick with the Social Security theme by walking our audience through some of the ways they may be able to calculate how much they'll receive each month. So this is, again, there's a lot of a lot of Social Security articles on U.S. News and World Report. There's another one called How Much You Will Get from Social Security, and it's a really good resource. It's a good way to do some math.
0: Yeah, okay. What's the first nugget of information you have for us? Well, while it can be difficult to determine
1: just how much you'll receive each month in your Social Security check, especially if your retirement is several years away, there are some things you can do to get a a pretty good idea. The first step is to consider the current average Social Security payment, which is $1,543 per month. That's of January this year, 2021, where the current maximum monthly payment is $3,148. So it's quite a big difference between the average check and the maximum check. Uh, in order to qualify for that maximum, you, the worker would have had to have earned 142800 uh, this year over a 35-year average to receive that amount. Now it is adjusted for inflation, so they don't index any numbers above age 60, which is another interesting fact, but anytime, anything you earned before age 60 is adjusted for inflation to get up to that to that number. And so once you've paid the maximum tax every single year of Social Security for 35 years, that's when you qualify for that for that maximum amount.
0: Oh, okay. Well, based on the knowledge I have and what we've discussed so far today, I'm going to guess that next you're going to talk about how a person's retirement age fits into all of this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of complicated ways on how they calculate what's called that PIA, your primary insurance amount, the 35 years of earnings history, but it's still not the benefit you're gonna get when you file is really gonna change it. Now, the the age that you choose to collect your Social Security is really the key, and it plays an enormous role in, in how much you're gonna receive as, each month. Now, as we've already noted, most people, the full retirement age is gonna be between 66 and 67, and filing before you hit that number is a reduction. But conversely, if you remember, if you work past that, you're gonna see larger benefits, those delayed retirement credits, but then you have to file at age 70.
0: So in during our first segment, you were talking about the possibility of having your Medicare premiums automatically taken out of your Social Security check. How does that work?
1: Yeah, that's a very important strategy, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'd like to reiterate that because that's called being uh, held harmless. And it's actually pretty straightforward. You simply designate your Medicare B premiums to be deducted from your social security. And the premium uh, this year for Medicare B for most earners is $148.50. Now the law, uh, the held harmless law, it prohibits your Medicare B payments from lowering your social security payment if you're currently receiving, which means that if your Medicare premium jumps higher, then your cost of living adjustment, you don't pay that higher premium. So it's a really nice thing to do. So you have to have those Part B premiums deducted from from your Social Security. It's called being held harmless.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, How do taxes factor into Social Security? I mean, the tax man certainly doesn't stop knocking just because you've retired. (laughs) Right. Uh, Social security still gets some tax
1: breaks, um, which is kind of weird. You know, it's a mandated tax. And then it was supposed to be the way original law was written was that it's money that we mandated and taxed them to contribute and we're going to get it back. And now they're taxing some of it. So <laughs> it's kind of a weird <laughs> thing. Um, but If Social Security is your only source of income, you don't pay taxes on it. But if you get a little extra income, they take some of it away, which, you know, it's probably not, you know, the right thing to do, but whatever. Um, If you are getting income from pensions, uh, IRA withdrawals, maybe a part time job on the side or a small side business, or even if it's. You know, dividend and interest from your uh, portfolio—that all counts, and that's plugged into a formula by the IRS. And so, anywhere from zero, if you're very low um, income, up to maximum of eighty-five percent, it can be what's considered taxable. So, worst case, if you're a good earner, have a nice pension, fifteen percent of it is still tax-free.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Good to know. There's always Uncle Sam, you know, with the the IRS tax codes and rules. There's always something. Uh, taxes always play a part in all of our finances, especially when it comes to retirement. So that's good to know. But you know what? We're out of time for today's show. It's been a great one. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today, Greg? Well, we touched on a lot of complex
1: things on Social Security, and it's it's a very important retirement decision. Um, the last thing I'd just like to touch on is if you were 62 or older after january 1st 2016 you're grandfathered in to some of these advanced strategies that they took away with that hell the harmless act so it's even more complicated for you so if you have any questions any concerns about social security give me a call i've spent a lot of time studying it and teaching it and i use this software social security maximization report leaves nothing to chance we could figure out exactly what the best way to file social security is so give us a call 808 791-2924, or visit us online. There's a lot of great social security
0: stuff uh, posted. Go to therogroup.org. All right, and listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.